Hi everybody, this is Crypto Rich, working with you to get rich with crypto, filling our pockets with crypto profits. I'm in the offices of Veritasium in New York City. I'm with Reggie Middleton. We're going to talk all things Veritasium. And before I introduce him, I want to let you know this is not investment advice. Do your own due diligence. Don't invest any more than you're willing to lose. And in this video and the other videos, all I'm doing is sharing my opinion and what I'm learning as I travel through the cryptosphere. All right. Well, good afternoon, Reggie. Thank you so much for making yourself available inside your busy, busy schedule because I know you're between different parts of the world right now. Yeah. And uh, thank you uh, for this, our second interview. I am thrilled, by the way. Yeah. I did say to Reggie before we started recording that I used to work in sales and I could never get through to anybody. And now, working. <laughs> running the YouTube channel, I get through to CEOs, it's such a treat. <laughs> Alright, Richie, um, I don't actually, where should we begin? Well, what I'm going to ask you is, I was thinking about what to talk to you about, how this could be distinct from any other conversation you have, so that you don't have to keep saying the same stuff that you keep saying, the same, the same stuff, <coughs> and you may want to, and it may be useful for people, is you do a lot of publicity for Veritasium. You know, you do your regular videos and I, I listen to them all. And there's not many cryptocurrency CEOs that do that. David Siegel does that. Julian Hospit Tenet does that. So I wanted to ask you, why do you do this? Because you're busy enough as it is. Well, I don't consider so much publicity. I consider communication. Right. Um, we're lucky enough to be alive at an age where you can have bilateral communication through the TV ways, basically. It's not exactly TV, but YouTube is the closest thing to, I guess, the generation of the arena, X, Y, whichever generation they have with TV. So um, I find it easier to talk than it is to write, and uh, I can do it on the fly. So if I'm between meetings or have some downtime, which don't have a whole lot of that, um, or just sitting at an airport waiting for a plane, uh, I can pull out a phone or at least decent bandwidth and make a couple of announcements and interact with my constituency. I find that to be invaluable and it puts me in touch with uh, the stakeholders. The stakeholders are customers, clients, uh, potential clients, um, even if investors, even though we don't have any of those. Mm -hmm. uh, investors are people who bought equity back in 2014 um, and my mom and dad. And <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who has to sacrifice not having Reggie around because he's working. So those are the stakeholders. Right, right, okay. All right. Well, look, thank you for being in communication. It does make a difference, right? Um, it does. <coughs> now, just to s if you could just give a very brief background for those who are discovering Veritasium and yourself for the first time. I know you do it on mo all your videos anyway, right? <laughs> just about. <laughs> but for those that haven't heard, a, a snapshot of how Reggie Middleton got to be here? Um, Reggie Middleton is a self-directed in investor. Um, I had an entrepreneur. I had a dot-com. I used to sell my own investment opinion. I bought real estate in downtown Brooklyn, a very, very fast growing portion of New York. The fastest, one of the fastest growing in the nation. Um, I sold off that real estate because two plus two started to equal like 134. And as bad as I am in math, I know it's not 134. So uh, then I decided to short everybody with the business with me because I realized that it wasn't 134. So when it started to equal two again, markets cracked. I had puts. I made money. 
and then I want to go forth and uh, sell my advisory, my opinion, I'm sorry, because it's very expensive to form that opinion. I hired outside analysts that work for me, etc. Um, that worked well until one of my clients asked me to look at Bitcoin in 2011. I ignored him. I asked again in 2012. I ignored him. 2013, I finally did it. And when I looked into it, my jaw dropped. I was like, wow, it's amazing. Now, I would have had 15, 10, like 10 to 20%, 10 to 20 cent cost basis for what I did in 2011. But um, my lawyer used to tell me something. It's rather rude, but it's very accurate in describing the situation. We go through what ifs, because if I would have did it, I would have had 10% cost basis. But as my lawyer used to say, if grandma had balls, she'd be grandpa. So, you know, if, if, if doesn't really work. Um, they edit that out if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say nothing that I go to edit out, right? <laughs> and so, moving forward, um, I was enamored by the Bitcoin blockchain, you know, had its own transportation rails, digital currency app that did, did not need a central bank or money center banks. Unhacked, you know, up to that point. Etc. Etc. So, um, what really interested me was the ability to script it. You can actually program the money, okay, or at least the, the actions around the money. And I was like, wow, that smart contracts, you know, phenomenal idea. Mm. So, why hasn't anybody built a business around it? So, I did about a month and a half of due diligence. Never really got to the answer why nobody did it, but you know, good enough for me, I'll do it. So, I dropped the advisory business uh, and I jumped in 100% at first into a crypto land. Haven't looked back since. It's been a rough ride because the way I think, I think I have very good ideas and I think my ideas are right on point. Mm. The problem is they're about four years early. So mm. um, having the right ideas is not relevant if it's not time correctly. Think about going through a toll booth. You speak through a toll booth, stand the brakes on 50 feet after you burst through the barrier and you could throw some money out the window. It's too late, you already passed the toll booth. So, um, timing does mean a lot. Um, it means just about as much as having the right answer. Mm -hmm. um, so, I had some archaic designs, products, beliefs um, before their time in terms of acceptance and understanding. And now, the rest of the world is starting to catch up. Luckily, um, though early time, I laid a strong groundwork. Um, I had the early Ericasium digital swap uh, client out. In beta working in the wild for years. I filed patent applications in all the major financial jurisdictions UK, EU, US, China, Japan. I um, uh, learned a lot. Uh, now that the rest of the world is starting to catch up on things and realize that digital assets are more than Bitcoin and much more than you know, currency remittances, um, I staffed up and moved to the Ethereum blockchain. And now we're, we're cooking, we're up and running. Um, it's a real business, um, with a real advanced product, um, with a real business model. The crypto world has a problem understanding that, because I think the crypto world has a lack of diversity. Mm. Uh, the crypto world is primarily programmers and developers and engineers. Um, demographically, I'd say well over 65%, well over, probably well over 75%. Probably well over 85 to 90 percent um, white male, age 18 to 45, and um, you know that type of lack of diversity 
breeds a lack of uh, diverse mindset. And so they don't understand, uh, many of them may not understand where we're coming from in terms of uh, building financial solutions for specific problems. Um, and so that, and I think is, that's probably the issue. There's a rocky start where a lot of people in the social media groups were calling me scam and fraud, and et cetera, despite the fact that I believe I had the longest and probably the strongest track record than anybody in you know, the startup crypto token offering mm -hmm. realm. Um, I don't know if I had the longest or strongest, but definitely one of those. Um, and you know, common sense would dictate why would I try and throw that away to scam anybody. But the more interesting aspect is all you had to do was take a look and try to understand from a financial perspective. It was a very strong business model. So um, these things still persist. There's still certain people saying scam, etc. Um, fast forward about a year. This is April, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a year in about two weeks. I, I pressed it on my father's birthday. My father passed away. So, right. you know, I'm so nostalgic, emotional sure. guy. So, uh, fast forward approximately one year, and the scam, I guess, that Veritasium is, has um, a working product that's been out beta testing for easily four months or more. A phenomenal product that's first of its kind. As I said, patent applications in every major jurisdiction with a filing date. Uh, priority date that, that I believe best all the major banks in the big Silicon Valley entities. And uh, my CTO was a patent attorney as well. And I have my own analytical staff, several analysts. And we actually checked and dug in and checked all the files. And I believe we are very well. Um, we have a very diverse staff. Uh, we have the world class Andrew over here from Andrew Barton, $30 billion real estate firm. He's one of the best uh, operatives in East Oral. We could go on and on and on. Okay? Yeah. Um, we could go on to uh, Sad Jen, Vice President of Financial Crimes for Sad Jen. We have a political operative who's connected thoroughly throughout the world. Um, ex McKinsey, ex Goldman. Uh, we got Reggie. We have the software engineer that did the earlier rotation client. He is now a blockchain expert, especially with the comes to financial applications. And he runs a staff of about seven other developers, engineers, and programmers. Um, and we have a deal. We announced a deal last night, um, developing uh, a redeveloping industrial zone as a subset of a smart city, basically trying to recreate Wakanda, which was the uh, mythical fintech city in Africa. Um, I have several you know, For those that don't know, this is from the Black Panther, the Black Panther that I have those, seen. Right. <laughs> and if you read the Marvel comics, or they read comics, it goes like three or four years old. So, um, there's a lot going for us. The reason why I think we've excelled faster and farther than others is because um, I have business experience and financial experience. And so I let business tenants guide my deployment resources versus what everybody else did or what a developer may do without the business experience, which is basically write code. We don't get paid for writing code. Uh, we don't get paid for making pretty websites. And nobody else does either unless it's a website developer. We don't get paid for writing white papers. White papers make no sense in this realm. White papers are academic thesis. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're going to build a business, why would you create, especially a business that's supposed to sell real product and make real money, writing an academic thesis is a total waste of time. The product, the thing that you do if you want to entice 
stakeholders is you write a business plan. Uh, I don't see too many ICOs pushing business plans because they're white papers all over the place. And so um, I think a lack of real-world business expertise or execution has caused a lot of them to stall, even though they may have had good intentions. Um, they weren't diverse in mindset. And diversity is a strength here. It's a strength that's bolstered by the blockchain. The blockchain enables more diversity, not less. Um, less um, exclusion or inclusion. And um, I'm not patting myself on the back because I've made more than my fair share of mistakes. A lot of them. And I'm sure there's a lot more to make as well, so there'll be no shortage of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to brag about them, but I will admit that. You know? And um, the key is to do things right more often and with more intensity than you do things wrong and to learn from all those mistakes. So it's a long answer to your question, but hopefully somewhere around there you can try to answer <laughs> no, Thank you, thank you. And when, how long, when did you start work? When would you say was the beginning point when you started working on Veritasium? Officially, it was uh, June 2013. Right, June and that was when you had the idea, okay, I'm going right. to do this. Yeah. Okay, so here we are five years later. Very Just good. Yeah, Very flies, good. Not having that fun, right? <laughs> Actually, it is fun. This is exciting, I have to admit. Uh, you can tell me about I gave you the new very token, which is different. Yes, you know? I might have that as, a, as the screenshot on this. <laughs> I've already WhatsApped it to a few of my mates. <laughs> so, this is if you ain't got this right, <laughs> this is the real. And I'm going to say what I said to you. This is a real. This a is real worth its weight in cryptographic gold. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the veritation trademark copyright. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All royalties to crypto rich in that one. <laughs> See, look, we, we got litigation already. Right? <laughs> just on uh, this New York, New York State law, not UK common law. I got it recorded. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. All right. So, look, do you want to say simply? By the way, I had a con I, I confess something to Reggie, which I'm going to now confess. Right. So my background is in, this is, this is not the confession by the way, my background is in social work, child protection and social work. Mm -hmm. I don't know the ins and outs of it and loads of stuff on child development, did it really well, really loved it, and then I'm glad that Bitcoin has rescued me from that, mm -hmm. from the stress and the paperwork. And my understanding of Veritasium is, it's a really, really good thing and I think I almost get what it is, yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. could you, in a few simple sentences or, or actually however you want I'm not going to limit you right just say you know what is Veritasium what does it do what makes it so distinct Veritasium is an application overlay over a blockchain that enables a peer-to-peer -peer economy it enables two or more parties to deal directly with each other without having to go through the middleman right. um, now that's the basis that's the mantra um, when you get more specific we use this technology and application that, um, platform to disintermediate middlemen in various industries. I'm starting an industry that I know very well, finance, and where the middleman is bigger, fatter, and greedier than any middleman in the rest of the world, mm. and that's the finance industry. Um, Wall Street banks take anywhere from 35% to 60% of gross revenues and pays it in compensation. That means that the Wall Street financial industry, Wall Street in particular, investment banks, brokerages, and hedge funds, asset managers, is the only industry where the employees make more than the owners of a company. That's outrageous. Okay, that means you're better off working for the company than owning it. Now, why is that so? Because of the culture. 
it's not because they're really that smart. Mm. And there are a lot of smart people working in Wall Street and in Bay Street and in London, you know. Um, but no matter how smart they are, if they're not deserving that much money, if they are, then they should be on their own using their own capital. That's more of a subjective philosophical um, outlook. But from an empirical financial outlook, the job could be done for a whole lot less than 60% across revenues. Hence, we bring in the smart contracts and the financial machines that Veritasium builds, and we let smart contracts do what asset managers used to do, or traders or investment bankers, or the vast majority of it. And they don't need to buy an azimuth yacht or a Sunseeker or a Pershing at the end of the quarter. They don't need to buy their third um, mansion or their fourth apartment in you know, Monaco. Small contracts run, and their expense are gas or whatever um, transaction fee that is charged. Mm -hmm. Ethereum is gas. And um, that's just about it. I can't even say server time because he's powered by the nodes. That's what the gas is for. Very big difference in compensation costs. Yeah. So we create the what is what used to be considered an asset manager, which is basically a collection of software and small contracts. You could charge a flat five percent, where other guys are charging anywhere from one and fifteen or one and ten to three and fifty percent, like um, you know SEC Capital. If the underlying asset does very well, you're talking like an eighty-five to ninety-five percent discount in fees. That's dramatic. And um, I don't think I can be outperformed yeah. over time. Um, we may all perform about the same. I'm not saying I'm smarter than everybody else, but we may all perform about the same. We all, over time, um, use the same intellectual capital, human capital, data sources, etc. assuming nobody's cheating. But if you all perform the same, and I'm charging 5% flat fee, when someone else is charging 2%, or in the crypto world, it's actually now, 3% management fee and a 30% performance fee. Um, you give me a million dollars, we have a 300% return. Okay, someone gets $30,000 out of that million dollars and they get 30% out of 300% return. You know, so round it up 33%, that's $1,030,000. Where I would simply take 50000 up front. Wow. Dramatic difference. That price. is a big, big difference. Okay. And we can scale at nauseum because the contracts work. Just throw capital in. All of our, at least all of our invested sub subjects are vetted through the um, um, analytical team. And uh, we do a damn good job. You know, I wanted to prove it. So I put the latest one out, which was Populous. Mm -hmm. And um, I challenged everybody to find anything close or comparable. And everybody was impressed. Nobody even suggested anything that was close to comparable. Mm. The one that should be coming out, hopefully, I'm leaving town tomorrow morning, but uh, I don't, we're trying to get it out later this week, the PayPal, but we're gonna work on that right after this is done. Um, PayPal is go probably gonna be significantly better than Populous. We got much more input from management in PayPal, um, and every report we do, we get that much better because it's a you know a practice makes perfect thing. Yeah. Um, the first reports were still better than everything else that was out, but they pale in comparison to what we're doing now, and they'll continuously get better. Plus, I hired more people that much more of staff. Now. So um, that level of rigorous and rigorous analytical vigor, combined with the automation of uh, the small contracts and the low cost, combined with the fact that it's like a bot that simply works 24 hours a day looking for stuff within the pricing 
uh, range, and when they find something, it grabs it. So these markets trade 24 hours a day. You have a bot that simply sits there and waits to grab specific well-vetted well assets at a specific price range. Think of Warren Buffet mixed with George Soros um, or ran by Skynet. And you have uh, all at a cut rate 5% fee. And that's what Veritasium is, the creator. Veritasium, um, autonomous, distributed, interactive research. Data. Very good. And, and with the smart contract facility, you're not going to get swindled or... That is true. Uh, the contracts can't be broken. Um, you, you choose the terms and you agree to them. The only way those terms can be breached is if you breach them by ending the contract early. You end the contract early, you now it comes to a fork, it gives you a choice of getting F in return by having the system go out and sell your assets, the various tokens, and get F in return, which is not immediate because it takes time to sell and it's programmed not to just take you know the immediate bid or ask. Mm -hmm. it's program to be a little aggressive in trying to get a decent price, or you could take physical delivery of tokens and make it to your wallet, which is instantaneous. So basically, you could go in, you could build a 99.9 year uh, contract for a Veritasium Vader portfolio. It will build a Vader portfolio for you, right, and then return the entire portfolio content in terms of assets and tokens to your contract at any time you choose so between now and 99.9 years from now, all with the push of a button. Absolutely outrageous. Beyond that, the back end of the beta allows you to customize to or it doesn't allow you, allows us to create custom tokens. So we can tokenize everything and we can do it on the fly. Um, when we were in Dubai two weeks ago, uh, I stayed in the Ritz Carlton Dubai and I was explaining to my team and potential um, stakeholders, you know, I can create a custom Ritz Carlton token. I did it right in front of everybody. Mm. Put one or two attributes in hit the button, the Vader's back in, spun it out, spit it out in the blockchain through FSCAN, and it was a real token, risk.very.risk um, token out on the blockchain. And somehow, some way, somebody <laughs> found that one sample <laughs> token and there's 50,000 other tokens. <laughs> I have no idea how and how he would find such a thing, but more power to him. And then, by coincidence, 24 hours later, some guy comes on CNBC saying, well, we're looking to tokenize XYZ. It's going to be a popular hotel, SEC approved, etc." And a couple of things happened. Now, I've been discussing tokenizing real estate for a while, yeah. veritizing it. So, you know, guys put all this together and created a rumor that we were tokenizing the Ritz, which we're not. We just yeah. did a demo. But we are tokenizing other things and we're moving, trying to move very quickly. Um, so, so you want to around the world, by the way. What sort of things are being tokenized? Well, we haven't done it yet. Um, I will do one using my own capital. Uh, that's something I could probably do right here in the States if I <laughs> find something worthwhile. Um, and that would probably be a piece of real estate or something tangible. Um, we're probably going to do raw, rough, unfinished gold and diamonds, possibly. We'll see how my trip to Africa goes. That would be offshore. Um, and various other things. Um, one way to do it is if I could find something worthwhile, like a parcel of real estate or something cash flowing, I'll buy it, token, I'll veritize it, not tokenize it, veritize it, and I'll sell it to another entity that I own wholly. So we don't have any issues from a regulatory perspective, but I can show the whole world how it works and how the software works, how it would look from an analytical perspective and do a research report on it to show us how we are a full service shop 
that currently has no competition whatsoever. Wow. Currently re-exists as, imagine, Goldman Sachs, um, totally blockchain-based, without the conflicts of interest and without the high compensation. Almost the best of all worlds. So there are companies that say, we'll take 30% of this property holding and make tokens out of them. That's cool. It's, you know, good idea. But it's nowhere. It's not competitive to us. It's not competitive to us. We do so much more than that. Someone could say we could do a research report based on, you know, technical analysis or discussing someone's blockchain. And that's cool, but that's not what we do, and it's not even a mere subset of what we do, and et cetera, et cetera. So we are looking to create peer-to-peer um, -peer economy in all of its myriad forms. Okay. Now, how do you choose <coughs> which assets you're going to do a report on? Um, I have analysts do a full scan of assets, and they um, came up. We just did one about a month ago. Started with about 540, and it just whittled it down by going through white papers, um, videos, websites. Sometimes calling the founders and management, and then using uh, old school fundamental and forensic analysis. We went down to from 540 to about 10. Actually, to about 54, then 38, then 20, then about 10. Um, but not all those have been researched, and there's also popular platforms that we got requests for. Um, you can pay for an analysis. Uh, right now, it's about ten thousand dollars, and uh, if you pay for an analysis using Very, we'll you can direct us to, you know, right. do something, and that's all contingent upon available resources. You know, that level of analysis, level analysis, is very heavy friction filled work, and uh, we just can't really nearly go and do that for anybody. Sure, sure, okay, all right. And then do you want to say um, where you're at with regards to the projects and the deals and the things yeah. that are developing? Okay, well, um, we had a few. We had the Jamaica Stock Exchange, which is in political limbo, I believe. Um, I just signed an MOU with Arua, um, Special Economic Zone. Um, they're very they're serious. They were going to sign a full contract. Um, I said, let's just do an MOU, and we're actually going to start working on that product next week. Um, I'm leaving town. We're going to Africa tomorrow morning, South Africa. I'll tell you why when I get back if it's successful. Um, but uh, it's not small potatoes, I can tell you that much. Right. Um, the, I have two more MOUs sitting on my desk and one contract, and I will send those, not on my desk, which is not people you know, in a hard drive. Mm -hmm. I will sign those as soon as I get to them. Again, I've been a bottleneck there. Can you say what they are? Um, I don't want to say what they are until I sign them and have sure. them signed. And even then, I don't because, unfortunately, not only are there some bad actors within the crypto community, but they're bad actors without it as well. And they tend to do things that I think are ethical or good for business. Right. I'm not going to name who they are, but um, they shouldn't be doing these things. Sure. So um, I could talk about the Arua says, especially economic zone deal. Uh, if you take a look at it, I did a blog post on it. Um, these guys are serious. Um, the CEO um, is um, extensive experience in African investment banking, um, economic analysis and finance. Uh, legal counsel, who actually signed the uh, MOU, countersigned the MOU, uh, sits on the board of Standard Charter Bank. Um, he represented uh, the Ugandan government and going after one of the wealthiest uh, individuals in Africa, I believe I read that, I remember it correctly. He also did the inverse um, and got a settlement from the uh, Ugandan government 
very, very well. I mean, his resume reads like uh, who did what, you know, who done right. it. So uh, take a look at the guys involved. Then on our side, go to the Veritasium website, and hit, hit, go to the menu, hit VE Team, and you can see who will be working on it. So, um, and it's interesting because in developing a special economic zone, we're going to make as much blockchain-based Veritasium-style smart contracts as possible. We will literally recreate Wakanda because we will drop costs and increase efficiencies across the board whenever we can. We will create uh, Vader, Vader-style assets for um, the stuff that's exported and imported through Africa. And if you know, Africa is considered the mother country, the motherland, because it is the richest land in the world. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, as the richest continent in the world, it's also the poorest, you know, socioeconomically. Mm. There's a problem there. I believe that Veritasium could solve that problem. So, no promises, but I would not be shocked if you see Veritas gold and diamonds, coffee, commodities, and they would trade within the confines of Africa under the control of the African nations. And um, we'll see if we can outdo the CBOE and the CME at their own game. And of course, the CBOE and the CME wants to do visits, then, you know, <laughs> Veritasium right over there. They can come it's a shame because I have to go past them to get to Africa. Um, <laughs> you're sitting here in Times Square, the next block over is the NASDAQ. So, you know, we're open for business for everybody. Very good. Very good. All right. Thank you. Is there anything else you can say or talk about that's on the horizon or hint at? And, and, and even as I'm asking the question, I'm thinking this is such an irresponsible thing to ask you. <laughs> yeah, like I said before I started, you know, a lot of people ask me about regulation and discussions with regulators, and you know, if they're private discussions, they're probably private. Yeah. So you can't talk about. You know, that. that's like saying, are there any big, super top secrets that <laughs> you can right. tell me right now on YouTube that you don't mind telling that super secret? That's right. Nobody oh, no, will let know. Let me think about that. <laughs> All right. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay. Then any anything in terms of broad timelines you can say about See, the, the issue with timelines is that they're usually contingent upon a third party which right. we can't control. Discussions with regulators or discussions with partners or potential um, you know, clients or etc. Um, we had our code audit come back. Okay. Um, code audit was massive, the guys were shot, they weren't used. You what audit? Code audit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sorry. So Sorry. we go out to an independent uh, yeah. consulting firm and to have check them. the, or, the right. block code and all that. Right. The blockchain code. So it came out to like 63 pages, and um, we did a very good job. My, my guys are good, you know. And of course, they have some issues, and if they didn't come up with a bunch of issues, then I want my money back because no matter how good the guys are, they're not perfect. Yeah. There's at least a typo somewhere in there, right? We have uh, our product is about 45,000 rounds of code all told. Um, and uh, we were going to address a lot of stuff that was, uh, a lot of stuff was very minor. As a matter of fact, one third of it was addressed last night, and I didn't post the code audit till maybe 5, 4, 5 p.m. That's, uh, and they went through about 33% of it. Wow. Um, and so after the code audit, after the issues in the code audit are addressed one way or the other, you know, the developers don't believe everything's. Uh, they don't believe that uh, some of the stuff is uh, relevant, okay? But once it's addressed, I'll send it back to the consulting firm, have them go over it again, and then um, I'll publish it for all to see. Well, you know, I redact it. You know, there's certain things, 
you know, you're a private company, I don't sure. want to say but you get to see basically pass, fail, you know, things such as that. Um, and I believe, I think we're the only ones who have done something like that. Um, we're definitely one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, application, entity application um, project. And the type of application we have is by far the first. We set precedent. You know, nobody's done this before. Um, so technologically, we're moving along the street. It's amazing what it does. The interface is very simple. Okay, you can sit down and start using it. You don't have to use instructions, finance background or not. Um, the technology behind it is strong. Uh, the IP protection is applied, you know, very early. We have business, you know, we are making, we are making partnerships, we're moving along, um, traveling the world, doing a, a road tour. Um, we have a lot of family office individuals that are interested, mm -hmm. um, and we're working, you know, and that's pretty good in less than a year for a fraud. Right. That is very good. Well, it's five years. It's a five-year <laughs> journey, well, right? Five-year journey. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, and if you know that the fraud thing, I take personal because, you know, I stay above board, specifically because I value my reputation, and so I ignore it because I don't want to give a voice to, you know, the knucklehead sitting there, grandma's basement typing on computers. But um, I've seen that a lot of people actually go to places like Reddit and think that they can get valuable information from a business or financial perspective. Mm. You know, there are a lot of technical guys on Reddit, but you know, they have done damage and it'd be interesting to see the people who so anxiously want to haphazardly throw that word out, if they would be liable from a civil or legal perspective or criminal. You know, interesting. Um, maybe you have some responsibility in your words. You know, not understanding something is not the same as something being a fraud. You know, I don't understand ninety eight point nine percent of probably a lot more than that. I don't understand 99.9% .9 of things in the world. I don't think it's a scam. I think maybe I don't understand it. Sure. You know? Sure, no, I get it. I, I do get that. Okay. Is there anything you want to say before we finish up? Any last words? Um, Veritasium is a team. It's not Reggie. Reggie talks more. He might have a bigger <laughs> voice. But it is absolutely impossible for me to accomplish 25% of what is accomplished by myself or even close to myself. So it's a team of very capable individuals um, and growing and we're hiring. If you're a crack shot software engineer, if you know Solidity, it's a plus. If you don't know Solidity, don't worry about it. None of the other guys knew it when they came in. They actually learned it because the pool of Solidity engineers are so small that I didn't get a lot of the real quality guys. Mm. You know, so I find it easier to go out into the larger community, right? get them in and then bring them up to speed. And the smart guys get up to speed in a week. Right. My son taught himself solidity in a few, you know, a week, a few days. He doesn't even develop. He's a finance guy like his pops. Hmm. Um, also looking for sales, marketing, um, and we need general counsel. You know, my legal fees are outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. <laughs> Downright embarrassing. I can't even <laughs> tell you because everybody's like, what the hell are you paying that much for? So I've already paid for the uh, general counsel a couple of times over, so I'd like to stop. So any crack shot lawyers who are interested in this space, come on board. Um, coming in is our compliance officer. She's the vice president of financial crime for Society General, and she is being recorded. So now I'll tell her that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we got your bonjour. Thank you. <laughs> All right, and Reggie, where's the best place for people to go to to keep up to date with developments? Um, the website. Go to veritasium.com and then click the menu. Go to VE blog for long of verbose <laughs> things and follow me on um, me and Veritasium on Twitter or Facebook 
I use you know a, a software suite to blast everything because I really don't do it personally. But uh, at Reggie Middleton or at Veritasium Inc. Um, and Facebook. Great. I'll have links in the description below. Yes. Right, Reggie. Listen, thank you so much. And next time I come to the US to meet my cousins. Okay. <laughs> 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 you didn't see them last time either, did you? No. Oh, you did. I did. I, I stayed with them. Oh, okay, stay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. same. Okay. All right, Reggie, thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Cheers, mate. All right, all the best. Okay.